Thanks for tuning in to the Charles Novell School of Music podcast, The Best Day Yet. Here you'll find tips, insight, and information to help your music and your ministry succeed. Whether you're a singer, a musician, or a songwriter, we want to help you where you are, but we also want to help you get to where you want to go. We believe that our talents are God's gift to us, but what we do with those are our gift back to God. Yesterday's information is important, but what we can learn today will make this the best day yet. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in today. My name is Rob Novell with the Charles Novell School of Music. And man, I'm so excited about this. This is our brand new podcast, The Best Day Yet. Man, that's a phrase that my dad for over 50 years would say at the end of devotions every morning before we would head off to class. He would say, you know what? You thought yesterday was good. You thought you learned a lot yesterday. You thought you improved a lot. You think you grew yesterday. Well, guess what? That's really, really cool. But today is going to be the best day yet. Man, so I'm so excited about this, um, this new venture, this new platform, this new approach that we have to bring learning your way. Man, we believe at the Charles Neville School of Music that an effective ministry is a polished ministry. Let's, let's break it down real simple. God did so much for us in giving us his one and only son. He gave us his best. So I, I think it's only fitting that in return we offer our best back unto the Lord. You heard in the opener, we believe this way, that our talents are God's gift to us. But what we do with them, you know, that's our gift back to God. And I think we should do it to the best of our ability. So I come from a home of um, deep-seated heritage in education and learning, but also Christian music and ministry. And my dad was a super, super, super talented guy. He had a doctorate degree in music, piano, vocal emphasis. Man, my dad was, um, one of his phrases was, expect the unexpected. He would say, Robbie, uh, trust God to blow your mind with things, things that may not see uh, possible with your natural eyes. God's working behind the scenes. So I want to share a couple stories um, on this thought of expecting the unexpected in your lives that play into kind of the history of the Charles Novell School of Music, how we started and where we've got to and where we've come to today. In 1962, my dad was hired by James Blackwood. If you know anything about Christian music, you should recognize that Blackwood name, and specifically James Blackwood. James was instrumental for so many of the things that are running currently in Christian music. James was responsible for birthing those, for starting those. He absolutely was a pioneer of Christian music. And my dad gets a phone call in 1962 the voice on the other end of the phone says, may I speak with Charles Novell? And my dad said, this is Charles. And that voice on the other end said, Charles, this is James Blackwood. And I understand you're quite the pianist. Well, um, I think after, after my dad got up off the floor, uh, long story short, James Blackwood hired my dad that day to teach at what was then called the Stamps Conservatory of Music. So my dad began teaching in 1962, 
And by the early 70s, my dad became the dean of the school. And the Blackwood brothers, the Spear family, J.D. Sumner and the Stamps were all involved in the school. Actually, J.D. Sumner owned the school. So dad became the dean of the school in addition to teaching. And man, so many people that went on into gospel music were students at this school. And they came in and they were educated. They were motivated. They were inspired to be what we just talked about, to be the best that they could be. And they pursued full-time positions in gospel and Christian music. But this school has also always been for the alto singer on the second row of the choir, someone that just wants to improve what they do for the, for the Lord. So dad kept teaching 1977. It was a pivotal time in music, uh, gospel music, but in music in general worldwide. Uh, the last seven years that Elvis Presley was alive, J.D. Sumner and the Stamps were his backup group. They sang backup for him at all of his concerts. And Elvis passed away. We had a school in June of 1977. I was a wee little lad, but I was there. And um, a couple weeks after the school in August of 77, Elvis passed away. And um, 78, there actually, there was no school. JD's involvement with Elvis, that was a hard, hard time for a lot of people, obviously. But James, um, I'm sorry, JD made a phone call to my father and said, Charles, uh, would you keep the school going? I, I've, I've somewhat lost the vision, but I believe God is saying you are the person to push the school forward. So would you move the school forward under one promise? Would you keep raising up the next generation of Christian singers, musicians, and songwriters to keep our music alive? My dad said, absolutely, J.D., I would do that. So in 1978, that happened. In 79, uh, the school continued. We went under some, some, we've had several names since, you know, 62, or I'm beginning the story here. School went under um, the National School of Christian Music. The Blackwood Brothers were involved with that. It switched to the Christian Music Conference for a period of time. And then... Um, about 20 years ago, we settled in on the name, the Charles Novell School of Music, and um, we continue today under that name. You're listening to the Charles Novell School of Music podcast, The Best Day Yet. So that's just a little history on what got us here. So again, I grew up in this school. All I ever knew was attending this school um, every summer. The school is, uh, happens during the summer each year. And the school has been three weeks in the past, two weeks. We're currently a one-week school. We meet every summer in July at Murray State University in Murray, Kentucky. And then we absolutely have an amazing time. So I grew up in this and people like J.D. and Brock and Ben Spear and James Blackwood, man, they were heroes. They were uncles to me, almost like family, because I respected what they did so much. And I believe at an early age, um, God put a place to call on my life with music. And so I grew up and I soaked up as much as I could and, man, sat under some of the most amazing teachers and influences that my life and my music has had through this school. And um, in 2020, my my father passed away. He had, he had been ill. He had been dealing with several things, but um, he had had Parkinson's. And probably the last six or seven years that 
that my dad was alive. I was running the school for him. I began teaching in the school when I was 17 alongside my dad, and he had me teach in theory class, and then that grew into me teaching bass guitar and then piano and different workshops and seminars. Um, So at age 17, I began teaching with that. So I knew the ins and outs of the school. And again, um, previous years to dad's passing, I was actually running the school for him due to his health. And obviously was under his leadership, but um, I wanted to to move the school forward. So um, we did that and um, we're still going today. Actually, uh, 2020 was just just a all around hard year. I know everyone when I said that they're like, "Are you kidding me? That was the best year of my life." Well, uh, you need to repent because <laughs> that's the biggest lie I've ever heard. 20 was hard on all of us. I think it showed us a lot of things. I think it showed us that um, we had to find new ways to do the same old thing. Life for all of us instantly changed. I don't even like to use that C word, but when that thing showed up, man, things changed and they changed quick. So we began to realize um, that there were platforms and there were, through technology, there were avenues in front of us that allowed us to keep doing what we were doing. But what, again, we had to find new ways to do the same old thing. So my dad passed away in January of twenty. And we were set up to go to Murray State University in July of of 2020. And on March uh, 28th, we get notification from Murray State that they were canceling all summer activities. And um, man, I had a rough, rough uh, 24 hours or so with that news because with dad's passing, it was just too important of a year to cancel the school. And, um, you know, I... I just, we, at all cost, we had to keep, keep things moving and, and moving forward. So we lost our location, but that's okay. There's other places to, to hold a, a school of music. So I began looking and we found a place Man, the God moment in all of this was I talked to 17, I found 17 places. I, I, I was able to actually talk to 11 of them. And that's pretty amazing because most of these places that I was calling were like Christian retreat centers. And let's, let's face it, we're in, you know, April of 20, everything's closed at this point, but I was able to reach 11 of them and started talking to them. And we narrowed it down to a few. And when I did a site inspection on a location, we're like, man, this is the place. So we moved forward. We had a new location. We were able to move forward. We were seeing great growth with the school this particular year. And just super excited. What a better way to honor dad than to have one of our largest schools we had had uh, in several years, you know, the same year that um, he ultimately won his final victory and, and, and got to go home. So we moved forward. We got about um, 10 days before our school and we lost about... Um, well, we lost 33 students and three staff members, all within the course of 36 hours. It was unbelievable. And I'm like, okay, here we go again. And uh, God and I, we were talking, and I'm like, okay, devil, not today. And um, in 10 days, we, uh, myself and 
our administrator at the time, uh, just an amazing friend, an amazing teacher, amazing staff member of the Charlesville School of Music. Her name's Corey, Corey Eisel. In 10 days, we built an online school. We had no clue what we were doing. We had talked about it leading up to that, you know, the what if um, would this work? And we had talked through some things, but we had 10 days to... <laughs> to throw it together, execute it, and pull it off and make it happen. And so I began reaching out to our students, and that, that, that format was not understandable at the time to some of our students, and I get that, and I, I was open to that. I knew when I started making phone calls to our registered students for the year that not everybody would see the vision or even the concept of how it would, would work. But we built an online school which consisted – of 66 videos and 20 live sessions. So we had 86 courses in that online school. And here's just the the first miracle is God helped us pull it together in 10 days. The second miracle is this. 86 courses, we had two glitches all week long. One was about a seven-minute delay and the other was about a 12-minute delay. And when I look back at that, man, I am beyond thankful that that's all the issues that we had that week. So we pull off this online school and you know what? It worked. It was successful. We found a way at the end of the day to keep things moving forward. We weren't, um, we weren't going to surrender to the fact that we were going to cancel the school and not have a school for 20. Again, it was too important of a year for me. So all that to say this, what should have done us in in 2020, God used, I really look back at it as God put us in a catapult and just launched us forward because since then we have seen unbelievable growth in the school, which just allows us to reach more people so collectively we can join forces and get the gospel out. So since then we have branched off and we're doing several new things now, things that um, what I'm doing is, uh, I shared with somebody the other day, I feel like I'm just simply about my father's business. And that takes on a double meaning because I'm about my heavenly father's business and I'm about my father's earthly business of uh, continuing to move this school forward. I My approach is twofold. I want to um, move my dad's vision forward but I always want to honor that promise that he made to J.D. Sumner back in the late 70s. I want to promise to keep raising up the next generation of singers, musicians, and songwriters. So we do a lot of new things now. We have our summer school in July every year at Murray State University. Our school took place this past July 10th through the 16th. We had our largest school that we've had in decades. We had 100, about 127 there. Just an amazing week. We had an amazing lineup of guest instructors that came in. Michael Booth was with us, Scotty Inman, Scott Godsey, Paul Secord, Rick Francis from the Singing News, um, Joseph Reed from Singing News Radio. Uh, we had Gene McDonald in. Dave Clark was with us. Uh, it was just an absolute amazing week. Our songwriting classes were unbelievable, y'all. We had Mark Lanier teaching, Scotty Inman Kenna Turner, Tony Wood, and then Dave Clark wrapped us up on Friday. Just an amazing week. So 
we rolled out from that and now we're gearing up. We're doing our online school in October, October 24th through the 28th. In addition to that, we go out and we do some weekend regional sessions across the country. We're going to be in Cincinnati, Ohio, um, believe November 7th and 8th, the first weekend of November. We're going to be in Rocky Mount, North Carolina in the spring in March. So we go off and we do weekend sessions in various places. We also do a thing called creative coaching. Creative coaching is where you can study with our faculty from the Charles Neville School of Music, be it voice, piano, songwriting, sound systems, technology, graphic design. We cover so many areas and what our faculty is able to teach you and help you with. You can study with them from the privacy of your own home. We do virtual lessons via FaceTime or Zoom or Google Duo, WhatsApp, some type of video conferencing um, software. We can do uh, lessons and offer that for you. We do a pastor's retreat every year. Um, So, so many new things have happened. What Again, in 20, what should have been a year to do us in was an opportunity for growth and um, just super, super excited about what is happening. So expecting the unexpected, you know what, that (laughs) that says so much when you look around and you see your situation and um, what things look like surrounding you and God has other plans. He, he truly, truly does. He wants to take your situation and turn it to your advantage. What the devil meant for harm, God can turn to good. So just one final story on my dad um, in the whole area of expecting the unexpected. And I just say this not to, not to promote Rob or my dad, but really just, just to brag and promote our God. Because, um, again, when we look with our natural eyes, things can seem... Dark, scary, hopeless, but God has other plans. So my dad, my dad grew up in Virginia and um, my grandparents um, were married for 16 years before they had my father. My, My dad was the first of three boys and they were married 16 years before dad came along. And it wasn't necessarily that they planned it that way. The situation was... They were under the impression because they had been told that they could not have children. And um, again, God had other plans. So there was a day my grandmother was cleaning the house. This was um, seven years before my dad was born. And I, I don't believe that's an accident. In fact, that's God's perfect number. But seven years before my dad was born, my grandmother was cleaning the house. There was a knock on the door. She answered the door. And there was a gentleman walking by and he's like, ma'am, I don't mean to startle or alarm you. But as I was walking by, I noticed you have something in your backyard that I need, but I do not have any money to offer you in return. And she's like, my backyard, what, what is in my backyard that you need? And he said, you have a cow in your backyard. I need a cow. Here was his question to my grandmother. He said, I don't have any money to offer you. I was wondering would you be willing to trade a piano for a cow? Now, here's the crazy thing. My grandparents were not musical. There was no reason for her to say yes to that, minus what God knew was coming seven years down the road. But she did. She said yes. They got rid of the cow. They gained a piano. That piano sat there for seven years. No one touched it. 
it just became a piece of furniture in their home because, again, they didn't have a need for it. They, they were not musical, and they didn't even attempt. The piano literally just sat there. Then all of a sudden, they find out that my grandmother was expecting a child. Here's the crazy thing. The very instrument that God would use to take my father and have him influence so many people was placed in their home seven years before he arrived. So don't tell me um, that God doesn't have a plan and um, expect the unexpected. There's your story right there. So we uh, we titled this intro and in holy cow. So now <laughs> now you understand the holy the holy cow part. So I'm partial to cows. I like cows. Um, I'm thankful for cows. In fact, a couple years ago, I was off on a ministry trip. And when I rolled into Virginia to my dad's hometown, I got off the highway. And as soon as I exited the ramp, I looked out and there was a field of cattle. And I had to stop and take a picture of those cows because um, not don't quite look at cows the same way knowing how instrumental they were in my family's life. So, all right, this has just been a little bit of an introductory as to um, who the Charles Novell School of Music is, who Charles Novell is, who Rob Novell is, this crazy guy that's going to be talking to you every week. But I do want to give you a little bit of information on what to expect on a weekly basis here. These podcasts aren't going to be real long, going to be 20, 25 minutes or so. And we're going to be talking on various subjects from vocal to instrumental, to songwriting, to technology, to pastoral and ministry type of things, all that can help you with your ministry. Uh, some of the topics that we'll include in vocally will be some questions that we get posed a lot, like how do, how do you battle singing through sinus issues? You know, there's all kinds of remedies and people have their homemade um things that they try to help them through this situation. So we're going to talk and we'll have different um, tips and tricks and things that you can use there. Uh, we'll have guests that will come in from time to time. Our CNS staff members, I'll, I'll be including a lot of them on future episodes, but we'll also be having um, guests, singers, musicians, songwriters from the Christian music field that will come in, speak to us, and impart some knowledge and wisdom into our lives. So super, super excited about moving forward with this and want you to tune in. We're going to release one each week over um, the next several months. And, you know, if and as God says to, to not necessarily improve, but to grow upon that and enlarge that, we can start adding more, but really looking forward to it. So be looking each week for the new Charles Novell School of Music podcast, The Best Day Yet, and we will see you then. Thanks for listening to the Charles Novell School of Music podcast, The Best Day Yet. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter under the name The Charles Novell School of Music. And for more information on CNS and our upcoming events, like our online school, our weekend regional sessions, our creative coaching, and our pastor's retreat, you can visit us at our website at www.cnsmusic.com. As you've listened to this episode, we hope that you've gained some information that you can apply to your music and to your ministry to make today the best day yet. 